What is going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's Pardon the Disruption, where we're not starting on time, even though we were all on time today. So, you know, we got that going for us. Today's show is going to be great. I am your host, Matthew Potter, short sale guy, hedge fund connection, co-founder of the Family Tree at Real Brokerage. Uh, hit me up if I can help you grow your business. For those that are just tuning in for the first time, we welcome you. Uh, way we do things around here, five questions. Everybody gets one minute to go ahead and give their best answer and then chop it up for two minutes after that and points will be awarded. Today, we're running on a skeleton crew. I do not have a buzzer, so everybody's just going to have to time themselves. We're going to go ahead and start off with last week's winner uh, with his semi-annual win, Mr. Disruptor himself, Steve Trang. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's going on, everybody? Steve Trang, ClosedMarcells.com. Um, I'm trying to be my best version of, of you guys. So like Leon, I haven't shaved. This is the last show. You can see it's getting in there real lush. Right. So I'm going, I'm going full beard for more success to, to get my repeat. So I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> best of luck on that, Steve, you know, Chris, you. Christmas wishes on that. All right. Next up coming to us from Richmond VA. We have CJ, Chris Jefferson, introduce yourself. Right. Chris Jefferson, Richmond, VA. I'm, I'm excited for the, the bearding that's happening. Uh, Leon and Steve. Uh, shout out to Light Skin Steve. I just love seeing, um, you know, the development of beards over time uh, on these gentlemen. This will be great. Um, we'll get some of that minoxidil or whatever it's called. Uh, we'll send it around for Christmas. Uh, RJ, you know, good to see you, man. Uh, I couldn't wait to see RJ today. I just couldn't. Uh, it's good to see RJ. You <laughs> have all day. Potter, Leon, Steve, what's up, man? Excited to see everybody. Let's rock. Let's roll. All right. Next up, uh, third best beard on the show. Uh, we have RJ Bates from Dallas Fort Worth. Go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> that was just disrespectful. <laughs> uh, RJ Bates, Fort Worth, Texas, Titanium Investments. Uh, want to give a quick shout out to CJ, man. Um, loving all this organic content you're putting out. There bro. it is. <laughs> it's just it's top notch. Appreciate you hopping on the bandwagon there. Also, on the note of CJ, we got to talk about his, his boy, John Morant. This is not a question. Let's go, hey, man. Shout out to John for coming back, hitting the game winner. And in the post-game interview, not waving a gun around. Shout out to you, man. Good job, man. You really learned your lesson. And then last thing is, is I guess last week, I said shout out too many times. Someone actually went into my DMs and said, hey, bro, you're not the shout out guy. That's CJ. So shout out to the shout out guy. <laughs> oh, that's outstanding. Uh, all right. Last, certainly not least, returning this week, we have freshly bearded Leon G. Barnes. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What up? You probably don't recognize me. It's been since the last show that I that I shaved. The G in Leon G. Barnes stands for growth. We haven't had a lot in my life on my face. So we're trying a new experiment. PTD has made me better. Uh, and like Jalen Rose, I'm going to give the people what they want. So we're going to see. We're going to do a little test here. See how we, we roll in the future. A little gray in there and making me look distinguished. Uh, hopefully I don't look like a 17 year old boy when this experiment is over, but we shall see excited to be back and sorry. I missed last week, fellas. 
Let's go. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Medley doesn't look at that and is like, I don't know if you're still a good fit for CG. <laughs> well, you know me, I love me the money. So if it means I got to shave it off, it's got to go. <laughs> oh, man. We're definitely, we're definitely going to have a great show today. We're going to get into it with question number one. Uh, if you were to start real estate in 2024, what would you do? Start us off, Steve. So I think the very first thing you got to do is you got to binge watch every episode part in the description, right? You got to get some really good quality information from some of the industry leaders that are actually doing the business, right? So I think that's that's, that's the first thing, uh, well-vetted experts. Uh, and then number two, I would take a good long look at yourself and figure out what it is that's important to you. Uh, we talk a lot about this in Certainty Talks, is just figuring out what do you want, what are your skills, what's your superpowers, and then building a business around that. Oftentimes we look up and we see what everyone's doing and we try to build a business that is not in alignment with our strengths and our superpowers. So I'd do some introspection, figure out what you're good at. And then once you figure that out, find someone that looks whose business looks like what you want to have and do whatever you can to be in their circle, be in their environment. There we go. And we appreciate you being under one minute today. I didn't have to interrupt you rudely or otherwise. All right. Next up, CJ, what about you? Uh, starting real estate 2024, I think you should focus on direct to seller marketing. I think you should be utilizing with that uh, wholesaling uh, to cash buyers, innovations to retail, and creating seller finance opportunities, and then sending the subject to ones over to RJ because he's got a bunch of money. That's what I would be focused on. Get your cash up. All right. Get some money in your pocket. All right. And uh, then you can worry about doing all after that. There you go. All right. <clears throat> what about you, RJ? Uh, if you're starting at 24, what are you doing? So I, I feel like this question was written where we're supposed to give an infomercial for ourselves. Uh, it says, if you were to start, so it's asking me, so I'm going to go watch myself. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I want to do the exact same thing I'm doing, virtual wholesaling. <laughs> So I'm going to go join the vault, my Facebook group. I'm going to go watch the video I just did on Tuesday, how to virtually wholesale in 2024. And then I'm going to watch the next video, how to close the deal using zero dollars. And I'm going to replicate that. Then I'm going to watch Cassie's live on how to comp a property in less than four minutes. And I'm just going to replicate that over and over and over again, because that's what I want to do. So the way the question was written, how would I start? I would just replicate what I'm already doing. And the award for literal Larry of the panelists uh, goes to <laughs> RJ, clearly. All right, Who Leon. Well, what, what, what? He turned marketer, man. Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, or, it's organic, too. Um, <laughs> all right, Leon, what about you? Starting in 24, what are you doing? Well, first, uh, I was at a complete loss on what to send RJ for Christmas, and now now I know it's a shoulder sling. All that patting of himself on the back, <laughs> the shoulder out. So we're going to have to get him a shoulder sling. I'll get that in the mail to you today, my friend. I'm sure you can get those on Amazon. Um, I, I would say that I know a lot of investors that have been in this business um, for three, four years that are now hitting that level of going, okay, now I got to figure out you know, what I want my business to be and, and what's important to me at this point. But I think um, the kumbaya of figuring all, all the things that how I want to grow a business um, to my own liking and to me working 10 less hours or whatever, 
I think that's all, you know, fantasy land until you get your money right, like Chris talked about. Wholesaling is the number one way to do that. And if you're going to go about growing your income, growing your income for wholesaling, you have to go and find buyers and find people that are willing to sell homes. I'm focusing on focusing on finding sellers and finding people that want to buy those and finding people that want to buy those houses. Am I the only one that had a an Am I the only there? one that had a echo there? I think it's no, CJ's TV or somebody's TV. I think it's no, CJ's TV or somebody's TV. Yeah. I struggled through yeah. that because I, I couldn't hear that eight because of I could hear eight of me. That's crazy. My audio sounds great. <laughs> of course it does. Of course it does. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's gotta be yeah, CJ. He's the only one not echoing. He's the only one not echoing. That's on time That's CJ auto audio. Audio. CJ, while you're fixing your audio, you're the only one that can talk right now. You have to give an intelligent answer right now. No, my answer was intelligent, right? Like, now's the perfect time. The market is still operating. Go out and get some cash and make something happen. Wholesale, wholesale through Novations. Do seller finance. If you do seller finance right now, it doesn't create a lot of risk. It's no PGs in seller financing unless it's requested. Right, get out here and make some stuff happen and make some money. So, so yeah, that echoes still there. Yeah, that if, echoes still there. If, yeah, I figured that out, CJ. Starting in 2024, you think it's okay for people to go out and do direct to seller marketing and wholesale and novate and mm-hmm. do seller finance? I mean, dude, that's a lot to take on. I mean, take on. I mean. I just I disagree with trying to learn that many different exit strategies in like year one. Yeah, I think creative is one of those things that you, you if you start off with creative, I think you can really get overwhelmed and, and, and get into some trouble starting off. If creative was the only thing you were doing, maybe, but then the greatest challenge, right? And you, you said this yourself, CJ, like the number one most valuable skill is finding motivated sellers and convincing them to sell mm-hmm. them to you, sell their house to you, right? I think the director seller, I think, is spot on. The creative, I think some people get a lot of trouble if they're brand new. <laughs> Hey Potter, yeah. Am I, am I still echoing? I don't hear an echo. Anybody else? You're good now. You want to watch me win this round, Potter? Yeah, let me see what you got. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so look, here's it's simple, right? I think in a normal world, which y'all are saying makes sense, but like this is why I teach the hands-off process, right? So look, if I'm focused on direct-to-seller marketing, and let's say I just am starting out, it's 2024, I learn how to wholesale, learn how to just get on the phone and secure somebody who's interested in selling their property. Here's something I can guarantee you as a fact. RJ, do you know how to sell or finance? Yes. If I called you with a lead that was interested in seller finance that I had no clue what to do because I just got started and I said, hey, RJ, I'm smart enough to know that you're willing to pay me for a lead that costs you nothing to acquire. If I send this over to you, are you willing to pay me some money as a result of this JV? Yes or no? Yes. 100%. Steve, if I hit you up and I said, hey man, I got this deal. I don't know what to tell them. They're interested in selling their property. Here's the number they said. I've done enough to know. I watched Cassie's comp video. All right. I know enough to know that this is a good deal. I need to do something with this, man. I want to do an ovation. I've heard about this installment method in one of your real estate disruptor videos. If I sent you over this lead, do you think you and I could work something out where you pay me a little bit and I'll send this lead over to you? Steve, tell me what you're going to say. 100%. That's what I thought. Leon, if I hit you up and I said, hey, I got this deal. I don't know what to do, man. You know this guy, Eric Brewer. You talk about him a lot when you're on this podcast. I think you guys are really good <laughs> friends. 
I got a lead. I don't know what to tell him, but I told him that I could give him a white glove experience and something I saw Eric saying on one of his clips on his page because he posts all the time. Do you think if you connect me with Eric Brewer, do you think he JV with me on this deal if I handed it off to him and he did the rest of the work? He could just pay me a little bit of money for bringing it to him? Leon, tell me what Eric's going to tell me. Sure, he might uh, bust you up a little bit, but of course. He's All right, listen. Potter, wrap this, wrap this question up, baby. CJ. Hey, no, but here's the thing, though. That's the first thing, the director seller. And I agree with the director seller. Uh, yeah. It was all the other things afterwards. That you're but I just I just showed you how you could do all the other things. Bro, you gave two different answers. Number one was you were saying, hey, they need to go out and do novation. <laughs> they need to do seller finance. What you're essentially saying is, is they need to wholesale a property on seller finance. I mean, wholesale is bird dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're actually right. I mean, CJ's first answer was like, "Look, you need a master's degree in real estate." But before that, before (laughs) the master's degree in real estate, you need to learn how to do direct to seller marketing. If I call Potter and JV with him on a short sale, I, me and him did a short sale. That that's what happened, right? If I call you, RJ. And me and you, JV, a virtual lead somewhere. We just virtually did a deal together, bro. All right. If I call I Eric Brewer, say, and we the last thing to add is short sale. You should learn how to short sell in 2024. I think it's the last thing to see. I, I would also, I would also add. Let's try to make this as easy as possible for everyone out there. I mean, the baby steps, right? So the zero to one implementation is some of what Steve said. Is you know someone in your backyard that is doing what you want to do right? Let's make this easy for everyone. You need to make sure that you are reaching out and networking with all of those individuals. And some of them, like an Eric Brewer is a great example, will go to lunch with you or go to breakfast with you. I would be, that's something you should have already done if you're planning on starting in 2024. But it's amazing how much in this game, how we share. I don't know many other industries that share as much as we're willing to share in real estate so don't underestimate the power of reaching out and becoming friends with those that know how to do the business uh, at a very high level. Don't underestimate that zero to one step. And you shout know, out to CJ for not doing shameless self-promotion like someone else in the room. Oh, okay. First of all, <laughs> the shameless self-promotion of this was is apparently CJ is now competing with Key Glee franchises where he says all you need to do is JV. Maybe <laughs> everything. You don't even have to lock it up. Just bird dog. Shout out to Kigley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great round there. Uh, one thing to point out, though, uh, in CJ's original answer, RJ, he did say to go ahead and send those seller finance deals to you because you got deep pockets over there Sub in DFW. Two. Sub two, not seller finance. All right. Eh, either or. All they right. Made it to my- the. There goes that master's degree. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this, uh, this was a great round. I think everybody had a great answer, uh, with the exception of RJ who just promoted, you know, himself, um, you know, shout out to CJ on breaking it down on the, on the bird dog special here. We're going to go ahead and give him the point. You better put your, you better put your arms down, Steve. You better put (laughs) them down right now, right now. Uh, master's our, degree in bird dogging. That's ma- the, that's the one he gave the point. Mas- a master's degree in best use of time. That's what it comes down to, my friend. It's just like it's just like you, Steve. Your relationship with me. It's a master's use of best time. It is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up, question number two. Um, 
what is the biggest lesson you learned this year? Start us off, CJ. Man, I've learned a lot of tough lessons this year. I think the biggest lesson I've learned this year, though, I would say how critical data analysis skills are to business. Uh, I think we operate, especially in the social media era, you got people like RJ doing content just all day, every day. <laughs> you know? And I think it's very, very easy to copy and paste or think everything is just to hit copy and paste. And I think like the most important skill you could have as a business person, like an important lesson I've learned this year, it's one that I, I've talked about a lot this year too, is you gotta be able to not just to copy and paste, you know, I think it's really just to take information, be able to take a step back and use data analysis to determine the best way to use that for you. Uh, kind of like JV on deals uh, and understanding how money can compound itself and instead of doing one deal at a time, if you do five deals at a time, you actually can make more money than everybody else. Uh, Potter, there you go. How about that? <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. It's uh, You can make a lot of money by making a little bit less per deal. You can. I, I do understand that. All right, RJ, what are your thoughts? What was the biggest lesson you learned this year? Go ahead and give it to us. I, th I think it just happened. I mean, Merry, Merry Christmas to CJ. I mean, apparently, it's just you just have to bird dog. And that's amazing. What would you do to get into real estate? Just bird dog everything. Merry Christmas, CJ. <laughs> Merry Christmas to light skin Steve, too. Uh, no, the, the biggest lesson that I learned this year is uh, make sure that the people that you have surrounded yourself with are the right people. And I know it sounds simple and sometimes you just don't realize that they're who the right people are like seriously sit down and analyze are these people adding value to my life? Do I want to add value to their life? And if either one of those is no, then you're not surrounded by the right people. And I, I thought in, in late 2022 that I, I had surrounded myself uh, in a bubble that I was well protected, insulated in, and and it was, hey, this is where we're moving forward into the future. And now looking back 12 months later, holy cow, one little thing goes wrong and wow, every, the chickens ran. I mean, uh, as, as soon as the whole thing went down with the TV show, it was amazing to see how many people ran away from my life from Titanium Investments, from Cassie, from everyone involved, um, and then seeing the flock of people that came in and just the level of which um, we have grown as an organization because of that, make sure you're surrounded by the right people. There we go. Deep thoughts with RJ. I like that one. All right. Uh, digging bearded Leon, by the way. It's, it, it, you like it? it? Yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. All right, Leon. What you got for us? What, what was the uh, biggest lesson for you this year? I don't blame you. I like it myself. Um, <laughs> all I could think about when RJ was talking is I kept looking around the room here. Like, man, should I be evaluating this room that I'm surrounded with? My goodness, RJ got me deep thoughts for sure. Um, I know this is going to sound like a, a lesson that I should have learned in 22, but if you remember, in 22, interest rates were still good up until about midway through the year. Um, they were still, I was still getting refis for burrs in the fives uh, just before the summer of 22. And 
if I look back at anything I could have done better, um, it really, it boiled down to this year because interest rates have continued to stay high and burrs have gotten a lot tougher uh, to make the numbers pencil. Um, so for me, it's, you know, we've talked about this before, taking what the defense or the market in this particular analogy, take what the, the market allows. Um, and I should have refied everything, quite frankly. I don't know that we'll see interest rates at a commercial level for burr strategy in the threes uh, ever again. Uh, and for sure, not anytime soon. I do think we'll see some relief. But man, when the market is like that and it's giving you, you know, twos and threes and in interest rates, um, I, I, I seriously, this full year, I felt it more so than I felt it in 22. And it's the biggest lesson for me this year. There we go. That's a, that's a great point right there, Leon. That is. All right, Steve, what about you? Biggest lesson of 23. Um, so there was a guy that spoke at Collective Genius, uh, Matthew Pollard, a sales trainer actually and i was actually kind of concerned I, I reached out to to my friends at cg's like should i update my resume like is there is there anything i should know here right uh but what he spoke on stage was the power of a unifying message so I, I mean, that seed was planted um and then later this year we've really honed in on close more sales that's why we bought closemoresales.com and having a clear mm -hmm. unifying message like what is the service we offer and the service we offer is we help you close more sales and it's amazing to see the people that that message has resonated with people messaging me is like, Hey, how, how can you help me close more sales? Whereas before it was, you know, I'm the podcast guy. We do sales disruptors. Like what is sales disruptors exactly? But like close more sales, having a power, having a unifying message has really resonated with people. And I've seen it in our annual meeting that we held this week. Like everyone is aligned in our goals for 2024. So, the biggest lesson, which should have been obvious many, many years before, was the power of a unifying message. Yeah, and on Steve's note, I mean, yeah, that's a great point, Steve. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I also, due to everything that went on with on my side of things with the change of people in my life, we also rebranded and unified our message. And it's so funny, man. Uh, I, I never would have thought that with the change in in our messaging and the change of a brand and the change of a name suddenly things just kind of exploded where now people are flocking to us to learn about virtual wholesaling where it was like internally i thought the message we had always been giving would have made that happen but it wasn't and i was so stubborn i didn't look at it that was the message i was giving myself not the message i was giving to the masses so great point there, Steve. Yeah, and I would say this is 100% CJ's fault because he's figured out messaging and he didn't share that with us. <laughs> yeah. Steve, I think that uh, I'm glad yeah, to shout out the hands off wholesale, man. <laughs> we, Steve and I have had this conversation quite often because I think that uh, you know there's a really good book uh, that another former keynote speaker at CG um, referenced when he finished it. Uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy wrote a book called 10X is uh, is e why 2X 10X is easier than 2X. Mm -hmm. And I was reading that recently, um, and what you have accomplished there by establishing you know the focus of the industry uh, of the of your business is that you've gone beyond just real estate. There's so many things that you can now 10X your business because you're not just focused on sales training for real estate investors. There's so much opening opportunity there. There's a lot of lessons to be learned for everyone. And I think everybody on this call has a, is a, a well-branded 
business, um, everyone uh, that's on this podcast uh, does. So, Steve, that 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 is just a rocket ship for you uh, and your sales training. I know I usually uh, bust your 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 whatever's here a lot, uh, but uh, there's opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm gonna say real quick, um, Steve. Somebody smart told you that a year ago. Real quick though. You did actually. You did real quick, real quick, real quick. <laughs> somebody smart, somebody smart. But uh, if you're running a business, to Steve's point, to RJ's point, like your business should have a mechanism in which it functions, right? Like you should have a primary mechanism, a foundational mechanism. A lot of people get into, and that's what I mean by like copy and paste. We're in this society right now, professionally, where like people are trying to copy and paste any and everything that they see. Like if you want to virtually wholesale, like what RJ's doubling down on and what he's talking about primarily, like that's a mechanism for his business. It's a foundational mechanism. RJ's much more than a virtual wholesaler, right? Steve's much more than a closer, a salesperson, right? But it's a foundational mechanism to their businesses that drives revenue in the door that they become experts in so that you can hand deals off to other people who are experts like giving a handoff deal to somebody like RJ Bates or Steve Train or Leon G. Barnes, right? Potter, you see how I did that, right? Yeah, but I see in that. All seriousness, in all seriousness, <laughs> have a mechanism to your business that can take you very far. All right. So I don't know if it's the questions, if it's, you know, the Christmas season or just everybody collectively decided to step their game up, but that might have been one of the best rounds we've ever had on PTD. So. I'm gonna hook everybody up on that round because those were great answers across the board and good and good discussion. So Merry Christmas. There you go. Merry Christmas. <laughs> that's, that's what we like and to hear. I'm, and I'm the one on the show that wants to give everybody a trophy. Huh? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just me. Uh, it's just me. All right. <laughs> okay. Hey guys, let's okay. let's take Leon's point away from that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, um, what are your reactions to this illegal hit? Uh, by DeMonte Kazee to Michael Pittman. Survey for Pittman. Oh, look out. There's flags all over the place with the hit by Kazee. The result of the play is an incomplete pass. Total foul, unnecessary roughness, defense, number 23. A 15-yard penalty will be forced to the previous spot. Automatic first down. Yo, that's painful right there. All right, uh, let's see. Go ahead and start us off, uh, Chris Kringle. Uh, that's RJ Bates, by the way, with his Merry Christmas over there. Go ahead and start us off on this one, RJ. I, I think Gardner Minshew should learn how to play quarterback. That's what I think. Um, I mean, listen, the wide receiver did his job. The defensive back did his job. I don't think it's an illegal hit. Um, and many people don't think it's an illegal hit. The NFL reacts by suspending this kid for the, the rest of the season. I think it's it's terrible. If anyone should be suspended, it should be Minchu for sucking as bad as he does. I mean, he throws it out there. I mean, listen, what, coaches talk about this in, like, junior high. Like, hey, don't throw the ball in the traffic and get your wide receiver killed. In this case, I mean – Shout out to Michael Pittman. I mean, he he got up, walked off to the sideline. I mean, he he was okay after the hit, and we're all glad to see that. But I don't think that um, the there should have been a penalty on this. I, I don't think that was an illegal hit by all definitions. It wasn't, and I think the NFL overreacted on this. There we go. All right, Leon, what are your thoughts on this hit? 
So I think it's um, it's very unfortunate because um, you never want to see anyone get hurt. And the Players Association, they are a family. They don't want to see anyone uh, get carted off the field or get hurt, um, especially lose their career. Uh, but in most sports, defenders are unfortunately set up to fail. And in, in order to be great, like NFL defenders are, you don't get there without being uh, great, right? There's only a certain percentage of the population that's ever played professional football before. You can't do anything half speed. You go into the game and you play half speed as a defender um, and you're asking, you're trying to pull up on things. That's when you get hurt. And so it's unfortunate. It's pr pretty much a bang, bang play and it's set up for him to fail. So I think it's unfortunate. But it's the way the game has been set up now that that type of play 20, 30 years ago would have been legal. I understand they're trying to make it safer, but it's just really hard to do for a defender to 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 play half speed to be great. There we go. That, that's very that's very true. That's very true. All right, Steve, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's the right call. I think the NFL is doing the right thing. And I don't think they went far enough. So like when I was in, <laughs> when I was in college, right, in my 20s, we used to play Thanksgiving we used to play Turkey Bowl, right? Just Thursday mornings, right? Thanksgiving morning. We play in our 20s and like we tackle each other. And what happened on Friday? It hurt like hell, right? In our 20s, it hurt like hell, but we did it because we were men. And sometime in the early to mid 30s, we're like, hey, you know what? You know what? We should stop doing this because we're too old for this crap. Let's start playing with flag football. Let's start playing with flags, right? And then we got too slow. <laughs> then we got too slow. We started playing two hand touch, right? And I think that's what the NFL should do. I think like to protect the players and make sure no one ever gets hurt again, we should do not flag football because flag football, you can also hurt your hand, right? When you miss and hit the hip. So I think we should just move to hand, to, to hand touch at NFL. I think that's the direction we should go for player safety. You're muted. You're muted, RJ. I was saying, is this 420 Steve coming back? <laughs> oh, oh, this is this is this is undefeated Steve with just saying that there needs to be more regulation for everything. Like we need just... more safety. God forbid someone gets hurt in a sport where we hit each other. <laughs> we we really need to have a boxing question coming up soon. All right, CJ, what are your thoughts on this hit? I think it's unfortunate. Uh it's football. I mean, I think at this point, if you're signing up to play football, signing your kids up to play football, I mean, you know what you're getting yourself into, man. Uh, so it's a brutal sport. Every game, somebody's getting hurt. You had, I think, two seven and six teams. It's second quarter. I think the Colts were still playing for a possible playoff opportunity. Um, why would he throw that ball? I mean, you got three defenders. You're trying to squeeze the pill in uh, to a wider receiver who's obviously going to get blasted if he if he catches this ball. I mean, there's no way, there's no if and or buts about it. Like RJ said, it's grade school ball, or in, in you know in Steve Trang's football life story, this is Turkey Day football. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is like paying playing five thousand when you're growing up with Steve. You don't want to you don't want to topple them over. You don't throw this ball. I think it's really unfortunate, man. I mean, I'm glad Pittman was able to get up and walk off like RJ said. I don't think this kid uh, should have got suspended uh, at most a, a penalty flag. But I mean, suspended in four season. I think he's suspended without pay. I think is that is that right? Yep. Uh, yep. I mean, I think that's pretty messed up, man. 
So here's what I worry about, right? So we go to Collective Genius, we play basketball, right? And the thing is that I worry about is like crossing Leon over so badly where he hurts his ankle and I'm no longer allowed to be at the event. Like I don't want anyone to get hurt ever, right? So I think we should all be concerned about player safety. Well, first of all, you don't have to worry about crossing anybody up with that foot speed. Uh, that's first. Uh, second, <laughs> second um, there was an article in Sports Illustrated probably 10 years ago, maybe a little bit longer. And uh, this was actually when Sports Illustrated actually published a magazine on a weekly basis for the young people out there. That was a glossy publication that came to your house once a week. Uh, in this particular article, talked about the NFL potentially, and this was before CTE was a major, major deal, but it talked about um, <clears throat> that the way that boxing had declined because of the brutality, uh, the way that, um, you know, gladiators, obviously, uh, way back in Roman times, uh, continued to be, you know, something that society rejected. And it talked about how potentially the NFL would go the same way um, in the future. And I think the bigger question here is, is what we're seeing with protection of players, are we going to continue to see a decline, even though it's the most you know, popular sport in, 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 the, uh, in, the, in America? And I love watching it, but the product has definitely changed. And parents like myself, I, I'm not a, I don't think that you know, I would allow my, my, my sons uh, to play football, to play flag. Um, but it's not a sport I want them playing. Do we continue to see, the bigger question is, do we continue to see a decline over the next 20, 30 years because of things like this, the change in the game where it's protecting more versus just playing the game? Dude, the, yeah, the and Leon, Leon and I have had private conversations about this, actually, where he's like, hey, maybe we should take it easier on RJ this week because like, we're really going at it pretty hard, and we don't want to hurt him his feelings either. Oh, right. that that's never happened, Steve. <laughs> never. Uh, <laughs> but to Leon's point, the the NFL product is trash. I mean, it really is, and it is because of moments like this right here. Because now, what's going to happen is is next week, that defensive back in that exact same play is going to say, "I'm not going to miss out on my last four or five paychecks to make that play." So I'm going to let Michael Pittman make that catch. And then even potentially get up and run for more yardage. And we're going to be sitting there as fans going, what are you doing? What is my defensive back? Why is he let, let, like letting up seven yards away from the play? Do you remember you there hurt. was one play? There was one play. Uh, it was Steve McNair. And I don't know. It was the guy that blew off his fingers or it was a different uh, defensive end or Strahan maybe where he had McNair practically sacked, but he didn't want, but he didn't want to land on him. So we let off a little bit. Yes. And then McNair gets up and makes a great play. That's what's going to happen every time you make these rules to protect think, players a little more. I think the NFL is on the same trajectory as the NBA. Yep. Where it's, it's going to become an offense-heavy league. I mean, it's already happening, really, right? Like, you're going to see more high-scoring <laughs> games. I mean, just look at the scores from this year. Right? You're going to see more high-scoring games. You're going to see way less defense. Um, and I don't think it's going to kill the NFL product like you guys are saying, though. I think it's going to enhance it and make it better, not for mm -hmm. people like us, right? The, you know, I'm 37, right? Like this, is that middle age yet, RJ? Like, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm at that age, right? Where like we still can cling on and still like 
old school football and stuff like that. But what's going to continue to happen is it's going to become more offense heavy. It's going to become more high score heavy. It's going to become more highlight heavy. I mean, you don't see a lot of highlight plays on defense, right? It's going to become more highlight heavy. It's going to enhance the entertainment of the product, and they're going to keep growing and getting bigger. Um, the only that's for players on defense. The only thing I would say is just keep an eye over the next twenty years on how many kids the are playing football, and is there a decline in it? Are you seeing more of you know the the best athletes going to basketball? or soccer or baseball are you starting to see an uptick in other sports pickleball the case then there's the, yeah. <laughs> but leon then there's, I, I i think it's costly though to like whom? If play if you play baseball costly you play hockey costly right like football is not an expensive port sport to get your kid into and that's well, why you see a lot of kids coming from disenfranchised communities minority communities sure. that are able to get into football and that's why they play it well, I would argue that 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 basketball, you don't have to have anything to play basketball. You don't have to have much to play soccer. So I, I'm with you, but I do think that there's that's that's the thing that you have to keep an eye on is if because the NFL is as popular as anything we've ever seen in America right now. It's at its height, uh, but I do see a trajectory of the NBA continuing, especially for young kids with guys like Steph Curry um, that. Every kid loves Steph Curry. You can't find a youth size Steph Curry jersey on NBA.com. Trust me, I've I've, I've looked. Um, just there's a trajectory there that I see that the NBA is starting to get a little bit more attention than it has uh, in the past. Well, that's good news for RJ though, because now RJ can play linebacker in the NFL too. <laughs> <laughs> to to CJ's point though about you know football being an affordable sport, it is. And it's also more likely that if you're a part of the team, you're going to see playing time than you are as a basketball player. Right. There's more numbers. And um, I saw a stat the other day, Jason Seahorn was the last white defensive back to start in the NFL. And that was 21 years ago. Like yep. So to CJ's point, when we talk about a lot of this disenfranchised, the minorities and, like, dude, that's an insane stat because there's no way it's possible that there hasn't been a white person athletic enough to be a starting defensive back in the NFL. So there's a reason why, and I think it goes back to Leon's point where I do think a lot of families are making the decision. Listen, myself included, my son is 11. He's played one season of flag football. I played football my whole life. I love football. I wanted to be a football coach, but – he's probably not ever going to play tackle football. And that's partially due to the dangers of playing the sport. There you go. A couple things. Um, let's go ahead and get a, get a GoFundMe going to get RJ Bates to be a DB in the NFL. Watch him just <laughs> absolutely get torched on Sundays. That would be amazing. Um, I, lo I love everybody's input on this. Just based strictly off zingers. Leon's getting the point on this for absolutely obliterating Steve with the you will never cross me over. So I'm gonna go ahead and give that one to Leon because that was amazing. I need the I need the new board where I can do uh you know in answer points. But yeah, that, that was great, Leon. We appreciate that. <clears throat> um if you guys have <laughs> if you guys have been enjoying this episode, uh, which we hope you have, we wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor, Pat Hilton and Acoustic Force, for sponsoring today's episode. 
Go ahead and check this out. The world is changing. So is the world of business. It's never been easier to get your message out to the entire planet. Let me help you crack the code today. My name is Pat Hilton. My social media agency can produce you the same custom digital content that landed me on stage at the biggest business events in the world. I've rocked the roof off with the best digital marketers in the game. Getting social media content filmed and produced for your business is now as easy as ordering a cup of coffee and hopping on a video call with your friend. We find trending topics in your niche, coach you through recording in the comfort of your home or office, create engaging clips and graphics, then upload them online and manage all your social media pages. Bring your brand to life. Contact Acoustic Force Media today. Shout out to Acoustic Force. We appreciate it. All right. Question number four, where there are no wrong answers, only better answers. All right. What is your number one Christmas movie? Start us off, Leon. Uh, there are no wrong answers, only the best answer, uh, which is Christmas Vacation, hands down. Uh, it's the first movie that me and the family watch right after Thanksgiving. Easy, hands down, number one, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, followed closely by Elf. There we go. We got one vote for National Lampoon's. It's becoming more and more relevant as we get older. I think we can all feel that in our hearts. All right, Steve, what about you? Uh, number one Christmas movie. Uh, my gut instinct. Well, first of all, I think um, I, I'm, I'm offended that you would assume my religion and talk about Christmas. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, so uh, so I guess n number one, I, I probably had Die Hard there, but I've noticed the last two years, the last two years, uh, we've been watching Elf as a family. So I guess right now it's Elf. We will see if we continue the tradition again this year. I'm Maybe. I'm like three hundred percent sure that Steve participates in Elf on the Shelf. I'm sure of it, just based off that sure. answer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, Steve. Just here in the household. There we go. Gotta 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 let that pesky guy do his thing. All right, CJ. What are your thoughts? Number one Christmas movie. Let's go. I mean, come on, man. Classic, a Christmas story, man. I mean, Ooh. it's the best. It's the best Christmas movie that exists, man. I mean, this guy just said, he said Die Hard because I guess Bruce Willis had on a, a Santa Claus hat in one scene. <laughs> you know, like Christmas Story by far. If you're if you're roasting chestnuts by the fire, oh my gosh! You know, if you're if you're like if you're like R.J. Bass guzzling eggnog, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, man. A Christmas story is where you got to be. You can tell CJ watches, has never watched a Christmas movie in his life. Just by the way. Come on. I can't believe you guys don't like a Christmas story. What is going on here? No, you know, come nah, December dude. 2nd, you are not watching a Christmas story. You dude, are lying classic. to your teeth going... right now. You What's know you don't here? watch a Christmas story. Listen, you said National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Chevy Chase, bro. It's funny. Christmas story is so old. You know it's, it's you don't want Christmas that. Story, Christmas hey, story hey, is a, is a heart-touching. 
Can I have my turn before? Oh, we no, hold on, hold on. Eddie. Eddie. no, cousin oh. Eddie cannot have a turn. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> he just dropped a cousin Eddie on RJ. <laughs> you still see? Leon's ruining my answer. I was about to drop the cousin Eddie line. Damn it. Me to do it. Ah, uh, okay. So here's the deal. The Christmas story is trash. So that's oh my thrown out. Oh. Yeah. Bro, what is going on know. right now, man? What is Steve's answer? We don't even know, okay? <laughs> Dude said Die Hard. I don't even know which one he's talking about. I know. Die Hard or Elf. Which one? Both suck. <laughs> it you know, it was Die Hard or Elf. Or <laughs> okay, A Christmas Vacation, really good movie. Here's the reason why it's not number one, though. Okay, Leon, this is where I'm going to get you. The, the kids, the young kids can't watch it, okay? There, there's a little bit of too much adult humor going on there. You don't Is it made by it. Disney? Huh? Don't bring up Mickey Mouse on Christmas like that to me, CJ. I have to kick you out of my bubble. Number one Christmas movie, Home Alone. Okay? Listen, everybody watches Home Alone. And it really brings back the importance of family during Christmas time. You see it, and everyone can watch it. Everyone laughs. It's the number one Christmas movie, Home Alone. So it is it is a good Christmas movie for sure. But if you're gonna watch Christmas Vacation, it, it you can watch it with kids if you watch the edited version. So that's just a caveat there. There's an edited version? Well on the I'm TBS not surprised that Leon watches the edited version of anything. <laughs> Leon probably watches Leon's the one that downloads the clean version of every al- every rap album, right? Yeah, well, I no, that's definitely it. Leon, bro. Definitely <laughs> Leon. Hey, we don't curse in our household. I know Steve that you have NW play NWA playing in your car to your little girls, but you know we don't curse in my household. No, it's not NWA, it's easy E, right? So look, I was sharing this story with Leon. So we're, we're listening to real whatever G's, right, in the car, and Amelia's like Hey, what's this about? I was like, well, there were these friends and they got in the business together and the business didn't work out. And so they're sharing their feelings about how they felt about the business not working out together. You know, I mean, hold on a second. Like you said home alone, right? Yeah. Classic, mm-hmm. classic, 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 for sure. Uh, but it's it's such a it's such a criminal oriented story. <laughs> I can't. I just can't believe in this moment that I'm the most wholesome. I mean, I felt it before, but the fact that I thought Leon was the most wholesome person on on the show, but now I know that Leon, you know, he's in the basement at the house. <laughs> you know, he's watching. He's watching the explicit. You know, National Lampoon's <laughs> Christmas Vacation, where the, everybody's upstairs making cookies for Santa. You know, I, I guess I'm the only one, man, roasting chestnuts. I'm with you. I I spend some time around Leon after a couple of drinks, and he turns into cousin Eddie. I will. I will. I, I already know, dude. I know it. I, I know it. We all know that. And Potter, I am from Kansas, so maybe that that you got something there. Potter's <laughs> about to give this point to Leon just because of the cousin Eddie line, because he <laughs> is actually the cousin Eddie in his family. We all know. Who? Me? Have, me I or Leon? Say, you, Potter, you. <laughs> Bro, you be- you better tread lightly. I will show up at your doorstep in my RV. <laughs> so, I don't have an RV, but I do have a blue laser sh- suit, and I do have plates from Kansas. So I've got two of the three for Ke- from Kansas and Eddie on that. But by the way, CJ, come on, man. You know you're not if, – if 
Christmas story, which they repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. On it's one amazing. Of it's amazing. But you know why they do that? Because nobody watches the damn thing, including you. You just Bro. might have it on the background, but you have no clue what that story. Other Bro, than that, young, young Ralphie, everything that young Ralphie you. went through, man. Bro, oh man. Hey, his shout life, out to Leon. His life was crazy, man. Shout out to Leon picking, <laughs> you know, Griswold, who wears a hockey jersey the entire movie. I appreciate <laughs> that, man. You're welcome. Bring That's one hockey, hockey reference that you can have in there. The only line that CJ knows from that movie is fragile. That's the only movie, that's the only line he probably knows from that whole movie. <laughs> you're trying to tell me you're trying to tell me that RJ didn't watch a Christmas story. No. He didn't go and didn't go outside and stick his tongue on a pole. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's why I always have a friend as dumb as Steve to go do that. <laughs> that AR-15 on your cup is a, is a Remington BB gun, man. <laughs> there you go, baby. It's your red rifle. Yeah. yeah well, so, guys, if you are watching this episode, um, and or actually, I guess you can't watch it. If you're listening to this episode, and part of the Disruption channel on YouTube is not working anymore, be rest assured we will start a new YouTube channel because RJ just got us canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, RJ. We we appreciate your hard work. So here's the thing I'm going to tell y'all. Everybody had a good answer. Um, Elf, eh, I don't know. It's like the least favorite around my house. But I will give Steve props for Die Hard. It did happen on Christmas Eve. That being fun. Uh, that being said, uh, this one was a question in good fun. I'm going to go ahead and give everybody uh, a point. Again, it's the Christmas spirit. Okay, RJ's face tells me he doesn't want his point. <laughs> So I'll go ahead and give that to somebody else. Home Alone 2, lost in Dallas-Fort Worth over there. All right. We have question number five. This has never been a more important question number five. Look at how close the scoreboard is. I'm going to need a lot of Christmas cheer on this one. All right. If you could be gifted a trip to anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Start us off, Leon. It's a hard one to answer. Uh, been very blessed to travel. Uh, I love travel, enjoy it. Um, but uh, there's so many options to choose from. In fact, I needed a little help from Mr. Google uh, on this one. I was like, where haven't I been that I really, really want to go to? Uh, and in most of the uh, locations uh, were, were European locations and, uh, and mainly because I do love history um, and I'm not someone that necessarily loves to sit around a beach all day or in the pool all day that's just not my thing i like to relax but i want to do something and be active during the day and if i'm going to do that i like history so for me uh more than likely it would be somewhere in italy uh, greece um or even egypt somewhere like that so uh i don't know a specific place but one in one of those countries awesome that's that sounds legit leon all right next up steve where are you traveling um, so I don't know exactly where they put all the classified secrets, if it's in the Pentagon or where exactly in Washington, DC, if it is in DC, but wherever it is, I want to be in that room. Just give me a week <laughs> in one of those rooms. So I could just read all the classified stuff. So, you know, we can just figure out all the different conspiracies. That's where I would have the most fun. Just getting to learn all the deep secrets that are hidden from all of us ordinary citizens. That is where I would want to vacation for a week. <laughs> Steve is truly undefeated in PTD history when it comes to this. <laughs> All right, CJ, you're being gifted a trip. Where are you headed? 
Dude, the Pentagon is such a crazy answer, man. <laughs> <laughs> Serial killer answer. Dude, yo, shout out to Steven, man. That's a crazy answer. Um, I'm going to Africa, man. I, w- I, I want to go to Africa. I've had a couple opportunities to go, and it just didn't work out for one reason or another. Uh, I definitely would go to Africa, spend some real time there. Uh, I'm a black American, right? I don't I don't know my history. I don't I pass this country, right? I don't, I don't know anything about it. Uh, so, like, to be able to touch that soil, to be able to feel that energy, that experience, uh, would be beautiful, would be amazing. Uh, that would be where I would go for sure. There we go. All right. <sighs> RJ, where are you going besides the Nordic? I'm going, I'm going back to the motherland, baby. <laughs> I want to go to all of Scandinavia. <laughs> Unlike CJ, CJ says, I'll go to a continent. The largest continent. <laughs> like, I'll just go to 56 different countries. Thank you for being so specific there, CJ. Um, I want to go to, I want to start in Finland, then go to Sweden, then go to the mountains in Norway, and then go to Iceland and finish in the Faroe Islands, which if you've never checked out the Faroe Islands before, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's literally one of the most remote locations on the planet. I I would love to spend time there and just enjoy what this world can actually create. I mean, it's it's amazing to see what it looks like in the Faroe Islands. So Scandinavia is my answer. So I, I, I would like to add on top of all this, um, I would like to put CJ in Portland, Oregon. I think the whitest city in the world, right? <laughs> I think that would be fun to, to witness. I like to put RJ maybe in was it is it venezuela or maybe cuba <laughs> right because he's such a socialist i like to put rj in a socialist Bro. environment so he actually knows what socialism is uh before he you know he, he spouts it at all times look, look at our and, scoreboard we know what like socialism to, is and, <laughs> all right rj and, just and, rj is not winning today <laughs> and you know what i'd have leon visit me you know we just play some basketball we'd have some fun we just hang out is that's, that when you're at the very nice, That's a very nice answer there. To be, My to be clear. to all of you is why are we not doing this? Like you all have the means to be able to go to these places. Why I can't go to the Pentagon. Well, what are we're, we're you talking about? We're not resting on holidays. <laughs> to be clear. This will be another insurrection for, if I go to Pentagon. For scoring purposes and clarity. All right, RJ, I don't have the benefit of saying a country, right? Because if you go read a history book, Right? There's no way for me to actually identify what country my ancestors came from. I'm not going to teach that lesson today. Hold this on. Is a, it's a historical fact. Hold, hold on. Don't, don't come at me with that. No, don't I'm not. Don't come at me like you said, I want to go to where I came from. Slow down. Relax, relax, relax. I'm just, I'm just responding to your response as to why I have to say a continent. I can't say a country. That's all. Bro. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the it's the harsh truth of America, but it is the truth. It, okay, um, it, is, it is the truth, but the question here is: if you were gifted anywhere in the world, and your answer was a continent, so you are literally going to go through the entire continent. Nah, you know what would be dope? You just drop me somewhere over there, bro. Let me figure it out. Madagascar. Now hey, what? Enlighten me, CJ. What's uh, up? The tw- uh, the twenty three in me that doesn't that doesn't give you the. It does give you a region. It does give you a region. Um, so, for instance, like uh, we were talking about this pre-show, I'm 51% North African. So, 
you can identify that my ancestors came from Algeria and Morocco, right? So I can identify those two countries within the continent of Africa. So you can, through Ancestry or 23andMe, get that uh, that lineage. What he cannot get when he's actually factually true historically, he cannot get through uh, census or any public data of where his ancestors came from, but he can get that through DNA. Although I think with last week's episode where we talk about CJ and his white privilege, I think he does belong in Portland. Oh. Nah, nah, I got, I got black Jeez. privilege, man. I had to earn it. I had to earn it. I just want to know that after Steve's answer being so bad, why we even allowed him to talk in this two-minute debate? No the one wants to. No one wants to know all the government secrets. Seriously, I'm the only one. You know why? You know why we do that? Because you know sometimes Steve has very questionable answers you know like like almost to a serial killer level like the dude wants to go to the pentagon for a gifted trip so we don't question serial killers we just let them be is that why you're friends with him because you're obsessed with serial killers <laughs> absolutely i'm just a case study this entire time we <laughs> just like to keep an eye on steve <laughs> nah, pentagon pentagon is just such a dude could you see Steve in the Pentagon Library just digging he through He would boxes. nerd out. Oh, my gosh. He would be like a, a pig in crap. He would absolutely love it. I mean, turning over books, tables, the whole nine. Steve really wouldn't know nothing John about Nash, it. beautiful mind with all the thumbtacks and the yarn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nah, Steve would just have chat GPT and AI just copying everything. <laughs> Redacted. <laughs> Hey, I am sacrificing my vacation for you guys. That's for you guys. <laughs> I like how, you know, Steve's, so such, a, Steve's such a giver. Um, so here's the deal. Um, as the chat has said, 420 Steven is definitely back. We're going to go ahead and uh, give, that, give that round to Mr. Pentagon himself over there. Don't get us canceled, YouTube. But here we go. No, no RJ, I already told you. <laughs> I swear I'll take your points and redistribute them right now. <laughs> this is going to be a gag order, but I'm going to say this. You're going to shoot your eye out is one of the greatest lines ever in Come on, man. a Christmas movie. Come on, man. So off the tiebreaker. Don't watch that. You better calm down, Leon. Off the tiebreaker. We got CJ winning our last show before Christmas. <laughs> RJ, that's how you call your shot, baby. That's how you call your shot, baby. <laughs> that's how you call your shot. Well, RJ called the shot. He said he was going to lose by attacking the judge. Mm. I, I can't help the fact that I am standing up for our audience and for myself and for my team. Potter's judging is pathetic. It is terrible. Hey, hey, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear any more from you. You're not going to, you're not going to win until the summer equinox if you don't calm down. <laughs> I just hope I just hope that Steve Train. <laughs> I just hope that RJ, you know, can can take some time to rest. <laughs> you know, this weekend. I hope I don't see an RJ Bates Facebook group post. I hope I don't see a clip circulating from this guy's face on it. I just hope he just takes, you know, like three hours. All right. Sits everybody down. Grabs that eggnog, get a nice, <laughs> nice thick eggnog, right? In his blue leisure suit. Yeah, and, and get, get, get <laughs> yeah, get his Lee Dunkery suit, and, and take the suit, 
and watches a Christmas story. It just it just sees the beauty in a classic movie, classic story. Because I feel like RJ could identify a lot with Young Ralphie, man. I really do. I really do. <sighs> Young Ralphie's where it's at. All right. <laughs> Everybody, we enjoy you uh, tuning in. We do it. We do it for uh, for the viewers, and you know, a little bit for our sanity, and also to drive RJ nuts. That's why we always show up every Thursday. Uh, we really enjoyed the show. We're gonna go ahead and do some outros. We'll go ahead and start with our champion today, CJ. Say bye to the people. Man, what a year on PTD. Uh, I think at this point, I got most wins in PTD history. Uh, setting records is crazy, but it's just what we do over here. Um, bye to the people. I hope everybody has happy holidays. I hope you, you know, do whatever it is that you do, whether it's watch Die Hard, Christmas Vacation. I can't remember what weird movie RJ said, but whatever, whatever it is that you do, man, have a good time with your friends, your family. Take a little bit of time off, man. Enjoy yourself. We'll see you next time. Much love. CJ is like Young Potter. He likes having both records. All right, yeah, RJ. No <laughs> All right, RJ. Say bye to the people. I just want to give a quick recap of what our champion did today. Okay. <laughs> he said, if you're to get into real estate in 2024, just bird dog everything. Okay. Then his reaction to Michael Pittman's hit was, is just to repeat my answer. And then. <laughs> Christmas movie, he said a Christmas story because he clearly has never watched an actual Christmas movie. And then if he could go anywhere in the world, specifically, he said, I'll go to the largest continent, a continent, not a country, not a city, a continent. He's just going to buy a plane ticket to Africa. That's our champion, people. Merry Christmas, everybody, especially you, Steve. Not you, Potter. Thanks, RJ. I see that you're li you're lining yourself up for the next show. Wonderful. Appreciate you. All right, Leon, say bye to the people. Not to mention, RJ, to add to that, our champion <laughs> also dis disabled everyone's microphone during my first answer on the show. We may have forgotten that, that that was sabotaged by our champion. So we'll go to the review and look at that at another time. In the meantime, uh, I feel very blessed uh, to be a part of this show with you guys uh, for all those that watch and uh, give all the great feedback, uh, how much they love uh, this show that we do uh, on a weekly basis. And uh, I'm excited to see what the, the future holds, not only for the show, but for my RJ Bates starter kit that I've got going on here. It'll take a good 500 days uh, for me to even get close to that, but I'm willing to wait as long as America is as well. I think I think this is a job for AI where we can speed it up and see what it looks like. Uh, let's do that. For, let's do that for promos <laughs> next week. I like it. All right. Last, certainly not least, Steve, go ahead and say bye to the people. Yeah, it's been a great year. Uh, thank you everyone for watching. Thank you for everyone that subscribed, uh, the listening, participating. Uh, I'm really grateful for all of that. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a fun, fun show. Um, I don't think CJ was the rightful winner, but you know that's whatever. It's neither here nor there. I think the judging is kind of suspect, but you know whatever. Merry Christmas. Um, and then uh, Rogaine, uh, we are looking for sponsors. So <laughs> if you like Leon and Steve to you know do one of those Ryan Pineda specials. Uh, just reach out steve at disruptors.com and we're we're happy 
happy for sponsorships. Thank you, everyone, and uh, have a Merry Christmas. Actually, just real quick update, Minoxidil, that's Steve at closemoresales.com. Steve at closemoresales.com. Has Steve, Steve started <clears throat> growing the beard, too, like Leon? I, yeah, I, look, look. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's two, uh, that's two weeks uh, worth of growth right yeah, there. Yeah, he's he's got three whiskers. They're, they're this is suspect. after No Shave November. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, now we're going to have to get you just for men. Those, those are the results of No Shave 23. <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody thank you for tuning in we appreciate it we hope that everybody has a uh, merry christmas